now. I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. And we need him now. I'll call him For some reason, the cool bars in Hollywood have to be hard to find and have to have no sign. This is the Cocktail Nation. Part two of our interview with Skip Heller this week as we talk about the final Robert Dresden Voodoo 3 album. And just on that too, I want to thank all those who've been in touch with me to let me know how much they loved the interview and Robert's story. Also on the show, we talk about an event that I'd love you to get behind and how you can get behind it. A look at the world of Swank Gig Guide and some fantastic music like this one. Billy Strange with the Get Smart theme of the Cocktail Nation. The Cocktail Nation. Thanks to Ultraswank.net.
Concternation, Daniel Pemberton there, Bugs Beats and Bowties from my favourite album. Right now, it is the soundtrack to The Man From UNCLE. Another favourite album of mine is Voodoo 3. The latest one from the late, great Robert Drasden, produced by Skip Heller. He told us the story about the difficulties he had in producing this album because of Robert's health problems. And then, of course, Robert wasn't with us any longer. An amazing story. Robert Drasden had requested that Skip Heller complete his works and turn them into a releasable album. 11 songs plus one bonus was completed by Skip Heller. Voodoo 3 finished, rushed out just in time for Tiki Oasis number 15. Speaking of Tiki Oasis 15, Skip Heller joins me on the line to talk about this uh, amazing production, part two of the interview, and the unveiling to the Tiki scene. The hardest thing about that was we did have a deadline because um, Otto and Baby Doe said, let's let's dedicate Tiki Oasis to Robert Drasnick. Mm. Which not only was appropriate, but it was really lovely. Yeah. Bob, Bob would have just loved knowing that because I, when I first came to him and said, hey, can we reissue this record you made in 1959? I think he thought I was kidding with him. <laughs> he had no presumption that anything he did deserved any more recognition than it ever got. Mm. He thought he did well for himself. Not as well as some other people, but he thought he did well. Yeah. And it never dawned on him that he was truly great. Mm. But it dawned on me. <laughs> it dawned on everybody I played that record for. And they yeah. said, yeah, see if you can get that reissue. And the whole Tiki community said, yes, please. Yeah, precisely. Mm. And when he saw, we had a release party for it in February of 1996. And again, and Otto had a hand in throwing the record release party. And he was like, what are these people here for? Because there were maybe <laughs> 60 people there in this place that held, you know, I mean, it was pretty much, it was a little tiny place, but it was filled up. He said, what are these people all here for? I said, they're here for you. And he said, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> and when he was, when he was, sort of percolating the ideas for Voodoo 2, he said, you know, do you think there would be enough interest? I was like, yes, most certainly there would be enough interest. You know, not least of all because you're the only guy of that generation. You know, but Bob's health was really good until it wasn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, he, he was in really, I mean, even the last time he conducted, which was about a year ago, um, for his film class, he was sitting down, but he was still really just, you know, he, he was just great. And he's such a commanding presence behind a podium. You know, the, the two things I was hoping to complete with Bob when he was still alive were one would be a sort of instructional book on orchestration for film and television music. Mm-hmm because he'd been teaching it for years and he, every every student he ever had was like, man, that guy is great. And then the other thing was obviously going through all the compositions and we would work on Voodoo 3 together. Yeah. And uh, I took notes on what he wanted and what he didn't want for Voodoo 3 and followed everything out as best as I could. But uh, there, were, there were guesses that I had to make and... Uh, when we had the release party, I was very apprehensive. 
because I really felt like I hope people don't feel like I put his name on the front of an album he didn't make. Everybody knows his style so well yeah. because he was so where where Les Baxter, if you were going to compare him like to classical composers, Les is very like very much like Prokofiev, mm. where it's very musically theatrical and it's really upfront. Yeah. And then you've got Bob, who's very much like Ravel. And you're going, okay, how can I make sure that everything feels like the touch of Robert Drasman yeah. rather than, you know, there's some Drasman in the core that, that hears this other guy going in. And there was a lot of... You ha I had to make a lot of decisions yeah. that he, he would have had to make if he was with me and I just tried to answer you know what would Bob do here yeah yeah and uh, when we had the release party at Tiki Oasis people were clapping after each song yeah <laughs> and I, I was just like okay good they don't even know I'm here they yeah. just know the music is here and that's my job yeah Maybe. but it was uh, everybody who everybody who pitched in you know to work on this one way or another Mm. Uh, including the the gal who did the cover art, Claudette Barshow, who um, you know you might know her from Fluff, oh, yeah. um, right? Uh, she knew how close Bob and I were, and she and I have been very close uh, over time. Mm. And I just said, "Can you do this?" And she said, "Are you sure I'm your first choice?" I mm. said. Everybody, everybody I'm asking to work with me on this is just like, not just my first choice, but somebody who I know will hold my hand if I have an emotional moment. Mm. You know, I just, I wish he had been, even if he wasn't in the best of health, I wish he had been alive just to see everybody sort of jump through every hoop in the world to give that extra 20% just to shine it up a little bit. Because I don't think he ever presumed that he was as beloved as he is yeah I mean every, all of us who knew him miss him to death yeah because he was always it was always like you'd call him up and it, he would just be like hey as I live and breathe how are you doing today <laughs> you know what's what's going on I just saw this movie how was the score you know and when we started discussing how Voodoo 3 was going to go we hadn't really had that much to talk about in a while. I had asked him to play on a record of mine that we recorded about a year and a half ago, but he couldn't because his gums were infected. Mm. And it was a, it's a shame because um, this song is a song called A Hundred Years From Today, which was a favorite song of his since he was a teenager. Uh, if you can find the recording by Jack Teagarden. And he said, after that, I just fell in love with Jack Teagarden's singing and his trombone playing. And I found the record and, you know, I, I became addicted to Jack Teagarden. <laughs> like, just the same. So when I, when I was recording, I called up Bob and I said, I'm going to record 100 years from today in B-flat. Will you play clarinet on it? He was like, I'd love to. Uh, just, uh, I have to do some dental stuff. Can you hold off on it? Yep, sure, no problem. But he never, he never got to. He did, he did do some playing bits on Voodoo 3. I mean, we, 
that's the funny thing is, even though his hearing was really bad and he was having some dental problems, he was still playing beautifully. I just, you know, he's just such an incredibly musical person. The amazing thing is that this, you know, this music will, you know, it'll, it'll last forever. Memories last forever. And, you know, it's been marvellous that you've been able to, you know, to, to work on this with him, put it together. I know everybody's absolutely going to love it. And I'm, I'm glad this story can be out there. I'm glad that uh, on this show, too, we are able to talk uh, a little bit more uh, personally. Thank you so much for doing everything that you've done to, to, to keep his music out where people can hear it and know about it. I don't know if Bob really gave a damn about legacy. To quote Woody Allen, do you think that Shakespeare woke up the morning after he died and said, hey, thank God for my legacy? But every day that Bob went to work, every dot that he drew, you know, that was going to be a note, had thought and consideration, really worked hard on it. And I don't think that's just because he wanted the accolades uh, that, that come with, hey, you put out a great new album. I think for him, it was very much about he loved music like it was a member of his family. He loved music the way he loved his wife, Marlena. It's just, you wake up in the morning, and what makes life worth living? Well, here are the things. That continued into the very last music he wrote. It's not the, it's not the music of... Um, a sad old guy looking at things reflectively and going, oh, woe is me. Mm. It's just this enormous celebration of, of the beauty of life. Yeah. And, you know, if I can, if when I'm 87 years old, I'm handing over a bunch of sound files to some kid and going, my ears don't work, finish this off. Mm. And it's even one-tenth as good then I'll be very grateful. Indeed. Skip, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much, Coop. Rob Drazen now from Voodoo 3 and La Meur Azure on the Cocktail Nation.
Broadcasting from the center of Sydney. Hey, this is Tony Marcico from the Martini King. Hey, this is Rick Dad talking with from Dallas, Texas. Hey, this is Marty Lush from Marty Lush and Lion Livers. Three, two, and one. Hey, kids, this is Sonny Moon with Nutty, and you're listening to the Cocktail Nation. It swings, Dad. Five, four, three, two, one. Intellectual sound. with Tiki Aki Orchestra there and Esplanade. That's from the latest Idol Worship album. This week I want to talk to you about an event that took place for the first time back in 2007. I believe the last one was in uh, 2010. I'm talking about the Mondo Lounge event. And there is a Facebook page set up called Bring Back Mondo Lounge in 2016. The catch is that they need 5,000 people to be part of the page, which is not that difficult. If you're on Facebook, it's very easy to, to share the uh, the links around to invite friends, but you got to get to it because they do need those five thousand people. Uh, the year is coming to a rapid end. It'd be great to have this all sewn up by December. So make sure you like the page, and I tell you what, we might just get there. And the the reason I want to push this is because 
I was talking to Cherry Capri a little while ago, and she said, you know, we we really need these 5,000 people to come and like the page so that we can consider actually putting an event on. There's no guarantees. But think about this. Think about how big the Tiki events are across the globe, particularly in the United States. For people who love lounge music, there's really nothing like that. There's nothing that truly belongs to the lounge crew. And I know there's a lot of crossover. And there's a lot of people from from rockabilly and probably some of the punk scene that might want to check out an event like this. But, you know, I'd I'd love to see it back again. I'm not too sure why it was uh, canned, but um, I gather maybe it was ticket sales or something like that. But it'd be great to see another one. So do check out the page. Here it is. It's called Bring Back Mondo Lounge in 2016. Let's see if we can get those numbers up. Here's Buddy Mora now. Jazz, heat, bongo beat on the Conctonation.
What's our middle name? Music. Cocktail Nation.
Concatenation with Cocktail Angst and Stalker's Night Out. Dedicating that one to the creepy online stalkers of the 21st century. You know who you are. Let's take a look at the water swank now for pastimemelbourneclocks.com. Jack Crosley's Lost World, Otto's Shrunken Head, New York City, second Tuesday of the month, every month. And coming up October 8, Mod Palm Springs, October 1, Oana Luau by the Sea in Fort Lauderdale. And Weekend at Sinatra is coming up December the 11th in Palm Springs. Plenty of gigs on right across the globe. To check out more online, cocktonation.net. And, of course, if you'd like to get in touch and shoot me an event, I'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is email thecocktonation at gmail.com. Here's the naughty ones and Azure Day on the Cocktonation. How can I be blue in Paris? Easy cause you're far away Can't lose this blues, this azure taste Sidewalk tables filled with people Always happy, always Still I'm all alone in Paris Praying you'll return someday Can't lose this, lose this as you take The 
Cocktail Nation. When you hear something that sounds like a gunshot, drive. Okay. Attention, Earthlings. I have some news. What do you want? This is the Cocktail Nation. Hey, Big Daddy. Cocktail Nation. The Cocktail Nation. www.cocktailnation.net Summer journeys to Niagara and to other places aggravate all our cares. We'll save our fares. I've a cozy little flat in what is known as Old Manhattan. We'll settle down right here in town. We'll have Manhattan. The Bronx and Staten Island, too. It's lovely going through the zoo. It's very fancy on old Delancey Street, you know. The subway charms a soul When balmy breezes blow To and fro And tell me what street Compares with my street in July Sweet push carts gently glide The great big city's a wondrous toy Just made for a girl and boy We'll turn Manhattan into an Isle of Joy Thank you. 
Cocktonation with James Spencer, one from his brand new album called Blue. Website, cocktonation.net. That's where you're going to find all some great stories up there, some news from across the world, our World of Swank gig guide, plus links to the three books that I've written. I've written an interview book, well, two interview books, uh, Coop Cooper's Cocktonation, The Interviews, and just more recently, a fiction book called the Cardo Prince, an accidental assassin, which has been selling really, really well. You might have heard last week I mentioned that it was uh, bestseller of the week for Bear Manor Media, which is the publishing house that the, uh, the the book is out. So, yeah, definitely check it out if you can. There's some great links up there as well. Great stories on, on the website, cocktonation.net, and information that you need to get to the cool parties across the globe, along with our social media links. Here's Julie London now. And now, baby, now on the Cocktonation. <laughs> Do I want you to cling to me now, baby, now? When could it mean everything to me? Now, baby, now. Got a long and a needy, you see. That requires a need, you see. When do I want you to cling to me now? Now. Now, 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 baby, now. When I want you to cling to me now. When it means everything to me now. When it's love you should bring to me now. Should you go into high for me Now, baby, now Though the future is the pleasantest tense What I want is in the presentest tense While the fruit is heavy On the bough When do I want you to cling to me, baby? When could it mean everything to me, baby? Now, 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 baby, now. This is the Cocktail Nation.
the slickest, the smoothest. He's a man who gets into some very hot spots and some very tight spots. Beautiful girls get stuck on him. Just the two of us. Soft music. Bad guys get struck by him. The mind-grabbing master plan to conquer the world. It's Coop Cooper on the Cocktail Nation. Lothario in the dictionary, and you'll find a picture of Coop smiling. The Cocktail Nation.
Dr. Nation, Lancelot Coop Cooper, George Shearing, Easy Living. Next week, talking to Susan Perry about the Weekend at Sinatra event, which is coming up. And this is Joey Altruder. A martini for Mancini. Stay hip. 